Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to join us on the podcast to get coached live and in person. Today, I have a special guest. She's a friend. She's a colleague. She's a former client of ours. Her name is Michelle Navarez, and she is now the president of Goldman EI and Brain Capital. Michelle, welcome. Thank you, Kim. So great to be here and to be on the show. I really appreciate it. So everybody knows Goldman. Uh, Fill us in. What do you do? What is Goldman? What are you up to? Where are you in the world? Just kind of give us a little bit of context before we dive into a coaching conversation. Perfect. Okay. So um, Goldman AI was founded, ironically, two years ago today. Wow. Um, on April 1st. Happy, uh, April happy, 1st. An- happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. And we've been going for about uh, five years total. Um, we were incubated within um, a company called Keystep Media. And during that time, we developed a, a suite of products. I helped them do that uh, with a small team. And since that time, um, have launched our own coaching certification program, Um, and a suite of products and offerings that are specific to emotional intelligence. And um, just sort of briefly, to kind of give you a sense of the kind of work we do, we we do consulting mainly with with both uh, business clients as well as people who who want to come and be coached or take part in our online programs. And the thing that distinguishes us is that we like to teach people not only about the concepts of EI, but how do you do it? How do you implement it? How do you apply it? How do you build EI in your own toolkit and repertoire of skills? And, and that's what makes us unique and different. So in a, in a nutshell, that's what we do. So give me a little piece, like a sample of that. Where might I learn a concept and then apply it? Awesome. I, I mean, I'm just interested. Cool. So, so there's a couple things. Um, our online programs have that design built into it. And so... For example, somebody can tune in from anywhere they're at in the world and at their own pacing, go through our courses, which have a design of where you learn a little bit. And it's either a snippet of a a video, usually of Dan talking to a subject matter expert, maybe in neuroscience or leadership, and they hone in on one aspect of EI. And or we have an article or, or something very brief, two to three minutes, because people are busy. They don't have a lot of time to do things. And then they get an immediate assignment. So like, let's say they learn about, you know, how perception works in the brain. Then that day they might be given the assignment to uh, notice uh, their mood shifts or their triggers or the things that don't sit well. Um, What gets them sort of riled up? What has valence or salience for them? Um, and then they're asked to journal about it or reflect on it. And they can do that either on their own, they can do that as a group, or they can do that as part of a, a coaching process. And so mm-hmm. that's the general thought process of how do we not just think about these things, but how do we do them and apply them and really get them to stick? Okay. So you mentioned a guy named Dan. For those of, uh, those, of, uh, those of us who are listening who may not know who Dan is, can you just fill us in? Sure. So Daniel Goleman 
is the person we could say who popularized emotional intelligence. So originally it was a concept that didn't originate with Dan. Um, rather, it was uh, Peter Salovey and John Mayer, who Peter is now the, um, I believe, the president of Yale and um, has written his own books on it and has his own model of emotional intelligence. Um, but Dan first wrote about the concept of emotional intelligence within the context of business in 1995 with his first book, has written, has written many, many books since on the topic and related topics. Um, so he, I think it's fair to say, is probably the world's leading expert as it relates to his model of emotional intelligence. Right. So, and, and I'm, again, before we jump in, how did you get involved with these people? How did you get to be the president of Goldman EI? That's a great question. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, a little bit of a long story, but I'll, I'll try to take a shortcut. So back in, I guess it was 2000, it's right around the time I met you, Kim, um, maybe 2014. So just a little after I met you. Um, I was headed through an airport when I worked for Banner Health um, as a CHRO for one of their hospitals in Colorado, and I picked up a book called The Emotional Life of Your Brain. It was written by Dr. Richard Davidson, who's a neuroscientist based at University of Wisconsin. And I started working with he and his team to take his work specifically into the business world. And um, his work led me to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where we were engaging with the entire community of leaders and elected officials. And I ended up moving to Jackson Hole and going to work at the hospital there because of that project I was engaged in. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dan, Dan came to Jackson Hole right on or about 2015 as someone we invited to come and be part of this bigger kind of community changing process that was happening around compassion and mindfulness. And, um, and I got reconnected with Dan uh, at that time. Um, I hadn't known him well uh, prior to that, but I had met his son, Hanuman Goldman, um, almost 20 years prior when I lived in Nepal. And um, uh, Hanuman and I went on the same Buddhist studies program in India, different years. But when I was helping to start a university focused on Tibetan Buddhism in Kathmandu, he was on his program in India and doing his field study in Nepal. We just met randomly and were friends at that point and then got reconnected through those kind of confluence of circumstances. And so I ended up moving myself and my whole family to Massachusetts, where I'm at today, to start this venture with Hanuman um, in conjunction with Dan to democratize emotional intelligence and bring it up off the page, so to say, and into everyday practice in life. Amazing. Amazing. So you've had your hands full and then, and then COVID hits and <sighs> life gets interesting. So, yes. so I want to kind of jump in. What would you say right now is your greatest challenge? I know you have a lot of balls you're juggling. What's yeah. your greatest challenge? That's a great question. I, I just have to decide to pick one. Um, I, I'll pick one that I think is probably something that a lot of people struggle with, um, who are either solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, parents, uh, you name it, like one among, among many things that they do. So for me, it's, um, I'm not going to say work-life balance. I think you and I have similar views about 
work-life balance yeah uh, that you you know i was trained by you so it's not a wonder that i think the same thing that you do um i, I think it it's simply a matter for me of i'm involved in too many things and i have a really i think the underlying issue that i could use some help with is uh why can't i let go of some things and why am i finding it so hard um not not it's not even about saying no i don't have a hard time saying no to the things i no, I need to say no to. It's that there are too many things to say yes to that really touch my heart and that are meaningful to me. And, and therefore, I have a hard time differentiating between what I get involved with and what I don't. And um, the person who ends up suffering is me, as well as my endeavors to some degree, because, well, it's obvious, you, you know, as one person, you can only do so much. So go back I want to know what is the cost to you specifically describe it. How did, so what are the things you're taking on and then what's the impact on you? How does it play out for you personally, professionally, from a family perspective, et cetera? Yeah. Um, not, not well. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll just, I'll just show you the little literally scar that I have for how it plays out. Where's that scar here? Oh, my, um, okay. That's a uh, spinal surgery that happened this time last year. And, okay. um, you know, I had three herniated discs and in my cervical spine. And yeah, I grew up as a gymnast and a skier and a tennis player. And so there's probably a lot of collateral damage that happened along the way. But I personally believe that the reason this came to a head um, was all the travel I was doing, all the stress I've been under. And time at the computer, just this sort of constellation of events coming together where my body just is simply giving me the big middle finger and saying, enough already. And so that happened and it was really excruciating. I mean, not only the experience itself of chronic pain, now I understand people who live with chronic pain for any amount of time. Geez Louise, that's not, I was going to say something else, but I edited. Um, it's, that's hard. And mm -hmm. so um, in very real terms, I think that's, that's a manifestation of what I was carrying. And I yeah. even used to speak like that, like the weight I'm carrying. And, and I actually am physically also carrying a lot of weight, which I don't love. Um, it, it's not having time to tend to Michelle's overall well-being. Okay. Yeah. And so if I'm going to talk to you a little bit differently than perhaps I would anyone else okay because you've enough. done so much work because you've done all of this and so you know it's funny you're very good at changing it around I, I can say no to the things that I clearly don't want to do but there are too many things to say yes to which means I have trouble saying no <laughs> right I love you Kim this is why I need a good coach <laughs> so, so, so my question for you is and you say you know I have trouble letting go Take a guess. Like, why is that? What is it that you're afraid you're going to miss out on? Mm. What, what do you think that if you don't take these things, mm -hmm. what will happen? Mm -hmm. um, and, and more specifically, I'm going to be very specific. If you skip one, what will happen to your significance? Fair enough. That's a great question. Set of questions. Let's see if I can answer them. Sorry, I throw them fast, right? No, no, no. It's okay. I got three. So, um, now, if I can remember the three, we'll, we'll see. But first of all, I don't think in my case root causes is FOMO, fear of missing out. 
I think for me, it may be more a matter of, well, yeah, and as I, I'm about to say, I think it may be, I hope it, okay. Um, I'm part of, when you coach someone who's smart, they edit themselves. <laughs> there's the, uh, there's the self uh, regulation coming in. Um, or, or even just realizing before I say something, how it's going to sound when I say it. Um, I'm a part of a lot of nonprofit boards, um, mainly of spiritual organizations, retreat centers um, within my spiritual tradition, which is Tibetan Buddhism. And um, I, that, that, that actually is a big source of my time um, apart from the other things I'm doing. And what I was going to say is that I think the reason that I've not been able to say no to the, the ones I've limited, limited myself to saying yes to, which are four, maybe five. Um, Great limit. Right. Is that uh, I feel like they need me and I feel like what I have to add and contribute is significant for their aims and okay yeah okay beautiful okay so let's step back okay okay this is great this is beautiful so I'm going to take you back to um, your training in frame of mind coaching for a brief moment fair okay. enough so one of the premises the basic tenets of frame of mind coaching is as a coach your job is to see the client well healthy strong successful when you see them as broken, ill, in need of fixing, you're not yeah. in a position to help them. Yeah. And so I'm going to make these organizations your client, your coaching client. Okay. When you say they need me, what are you also saying? That without me, they won't be okay. Correct. And so that's not, that's clearly not serving you. And in some weird, twisted way, it's not actually serving them. Yeah, I hear you. Crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, step one is, what do I believe to be true about this organization? And how mm -hmm. must I see them in order for me to be able to say, you're, you're okay, you're good, you're going to thrive, mm -hmm. you're going to be well, you're going to do well with mm -hmm. or without me. Right. And I serve you better by taking care of me. Right. And you know all this stuff. I do. I know. Yes, it's true. But no, see, I think it's great. Go ahead. But you see, right, the, 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 the key part here is that if Michelle's shoulders are already burdened, then her ability to contribute becomes less and less and less and less. Yeah. And so, you know, the question that you want to ask is, I know that you want to have an impact. That's clear. I know that you are having an impact. And I want you to kind of go inside and say, what's the desire? And just yeah. like for me, I look at my business and I know we're doing a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. Or I know we're doing a lot of things good. But we're not doing everything excellently. The mm -hmm. one thing we do excellently is coach. Yeah. Do we do our market excellent marketing excellently? We don't. Do we do, you know, do do we do our podcast excellently? It's pretty good, but we can step it up. 
right? Like there's all the things that we can be doing with excellence. Yeah. And we can't do everything with excellence if we're doing all the things just good. Right. I, and I know that wasn't exactly English. No, no, it really was. Right. But so, so my encouragement to you is to number one, see them in a different light mm-hmm. and then decide what you want to do with excellence. Yeah. And start eliminating. Yeah. And I, I think what you, what you're saying there for me is profound, at least on a few levels. Um, not just with regard to me and my role and um, but even them, you know, even just this idea of even if I do choose to stay engaged with one or more on an intentional level, you know, just how I'm approaching it matters and it, it matters for them too, not just me. And I think that might be the part I've kind of um, maybe lost sight of and, and or just forgotten. And or the other thing that is occurring to me is that the purpose I've given you or the reason I've given you may not be the full story. <laughs> and so, uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just truly being reflective. Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to so, withhold stuff. Yeah. So, so, so do you want to continue or do we need a part two? Um, up to you, uh, space on your time. Let's, I don't know where let's we're at. Continue. Let's okay. continue. So as I was thinking about it, yes, it's true. I, I do actually think they benefit from my involvement, um, because they're small organizations and I have a unique skill set, and there aren't a lot of me floating around. Um, thank heavens. Um, so there's that that's true, but But I'm also doing it because there's some part of me that is also getting something from the equation, right? And I think I don't haven't explored that one as much apart from the fact that I just I know that at a kind of a bigger spiritual level, I I am very much focused on trying to benefit beings. And um and so I, I I'm just saying I think I have more work to do in that space of what am I getting from this equation. Because you and I both know that if we don't really understand the root cause or sort of the the purpose this habit is serving or or whatever, then maybe I'm just not revealing the whole picture. I don't know. And and maybe it's being needed. Maybe it's an affiliation or a connection to a spiritual world that fills you up. Maybe it's being able to exercise your intellectual skills that is really important to you. Maybe it's the community that provides you with comfort, care, mm-hmm. belonging, maybe, right? A million different maybes, mm-hmm. right? And the question is, do you need to receive that from five different organizations? <laughs> right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, there, of course, it's, it's, it's serving you in some way mm-hmm. and hurting you in a, in a grand way. Mm-hmm. And so don't forget that you're also bringing your, your aches and pains, literally and figuratively, to mm-hmm. the equation. Mm-hmm. And so how can you come a little more clear, a little less, nice. right? And so, so true. In, in, in 
in so doing, you would be serving at a higher level and in a position to receive at a higher level. Not that Very I'm a Buddhist point. or anything. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Great points, all of them. Thank you. That's helpful, actually. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way, it's a bit of an ethereal conversation, but it's really not. And what it boils mm -hmm. down to is we all engage in habits that tend to serve us. Yeah. And that sometimes we engage in habits that aren't particularly useful or healthy for us because there's something in it for us, at least up front. But yeah. in the long run, it's really mm -hmm. kind of eroding our health and our well-being. We want to <laughs> look at those habits that we keep engaging in and saying, what is it that we're receiving from this? And can we receive these things in a healthier way somewhere else in some other way? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Great. Michelle. Thank you. I loved having you on this show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing the complicated stuff and for being open about it. Uh, always fun for me to talk to you. Likewise, I get a lot out of it. Oh, thank you. I do as well. I'm obviously a, a huge fan and respect you immensely. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, I definitely hope you took something away from this episode. If you have a challenge that you want to share with me on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. If you have a challenge that you want to talk about privately, please reach out to me as well. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. If you're listening to this and you are interested in hearing more, please go and tune in to more of our episodes at frameofmindcoaching.com or on, on YouTube, iTunes, what, all the things. And uh, like and share, please spread the news. We want as many people interacting with our content as possible. And we appreciate you for listening and tuning in. Michelle, thank you so much for being thank on you. the show. Thank you so much, Kim. <laughs>